Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. That Jason has better Wi-Fi than Idaho. That's because I... anybody has better Wi-Fi than Idaho. Hi, Jason. Yeah, it's Jason. It looks like technology has puzzled him. Puzzled. <laughs> he is wondering what he just got himself into. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, out here in lovely Idaho, actually, for the week, joined by Kyle Rickey, my co-host, who is up in Killingly, Connecticut, and then our producer, Craig Moores in Concord. Amazing times we're living here, Kyle, that we're able to do this show in three different locations, and then we're going to have a guest join us a little bit later from a different country. I mean, here we are, 2020. I had no idea they had internet in Idaho. Wow. Well, most don't. <laughs> and I didn't think it was going to be that nice. I mean, you look like you're at like a vineyard or a spa or somewhere really, really nice right now. I know. I wish I could give you the grand old tour here. This is my parents' backyard. We've got uh, the goats back there somewhere. The There's goats. Chicken, um, chicken coop. Yep. Well, there we go. And yeah. where the tree line ends, yeah. there's actually the Snake River Canyon, and it's really smoky right now. We've got a lot of the smoke coming over from the Oregon and Washington and California fires. There's fires here in Idaho, so it's really sad to see all of that smoke and, you know, everyone that, that's been affected part of it. But it is still nice to get home. Um, it's sweatshirt weather most of the day. Not right now. It's been nice. But, uh, yeah. Pretty cool. How's the weather there, Kyle? <laughs> it's it's nice here in Connecticut. I got um, it's t-shirt weather here. I got my new favorite t-shirt on, actually. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. Did you win best dressed at MRN? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking okay. of that, you're in Idaho now. You were just in Hickory and then Bristol the night before that. I mean, uh, it's been a busy week for you. How did your third and final event go at the Hickory Motor Speedway? I feel like this is old school now. I'm interviewing you about racing. Uh, how do you feel at the, your third event went uh well I feel like our result definitely didn't didn't uh portray into what we had underneath us and what we'd had for the weekend uh we're actually really good all weekend as far as like I finally felt like I'd learned everything that I could uh the times were showing it the speed was showing it and then we had some issues with power steering um we had issues with uh, the left front suspension in the truck that eventually just I mean for anyone that's raced a Hickory Motor Speedway, first off, I did admit that I probably need to work out more. But for anyone that's raced a Hickory Motor Speedway, they know how rough that racetrack is and how it's very physically demanding for a short track. And racing there with no power steering is not fun. So uh, the result definitely didn't show, you know, the speed that we'd found and the progression that we'd made throughout the last couple of weeks. But again, it was so much fun to be a race car driver for a couple of weeks, um, back into full-time reporter mode with a couple of races left on the season for us uh, this year. 
but but it was good it was it was it was awesome for everyone to come together and, and let me be a race car driver again it was fun to watch you on the internet uh again this technology thing is amazing was watching on facebook live on the hickory motor speedway facebook channel i didn't think the feature before the trucks was ever going to end and then I thought the break between the two features was never going to end, but you did finally get out there and it was fun to watch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know that was, a, that was a long day for sure. And I'd strapped in with about 10 laps to go in that final feature thinking that uh, I was going to be in in just in time. And I could have taken, I, I probably, probably did take a nap if we're being totally honest yeah. while we were in staging. But uh, this past weekend, you mentioned it was busy from so only myself, but a couple of ARCA drivers as well. They did have that ARCA Menards, uh, triple series race yeah. at Bristol Motor Speedway following the conclusion of the truck race. Sam Mayer, uh, give him the broom, swept the night, getting his first NASCAR Gander Outdoor and RV Truck Series win, and then following it up with a uh, dominating performance in the Arkham Menard Series race. Uh, it, was, it was a good race. It was long, Kyle. I remember we both got on the radio at the beginning of it and said, um, 200 laps? <laughs> I just called a 200-lap truck race. Um, so it was 400 laps on air for us, 400 laps behind the wheel of Sam Mayer. Uh, that didn't stop him at all, though, for, for adding yet another victory to his resume. Yeah, it was fun to do the ARCA Series debut from the Bristol Motor Speedway on MRN, the Bush's Beans 200. And you mentioned it, Sam Mayer, dominant night. One in the truck, uh, led majority of the laps in the ARCA race, holding off Ty Gibbs, Max McLaughlin, uh, Mason Diaz, Michael Self rounded out the top five, and then what, 48 hours later, I think, uh, they were at another high-banked Midwest oval of the Winchester Speedway in Indiana. And so cool to have ARCA back at Winchester. Um, high-speed racetrack, high banks, and to do them back-to-back like Bristol, a lot of these drivers probably took a lot of what they learned from Bristol and was able to apply it to uh, Winchester. But again, with those high banks, that high downforce on the race car, I'm just going to eat my hair for lunch if anyone's curious. It's it's fine. Everything's fine. It's still halfway wet. It's all good over here in Idaho, guys. Anyways, he, uh, yeah, it was great. There's, Haley Deegan blew a right front tire, which is unfortunate for her and her points. Uh, but it did come down to a good race. I, Craig is laughing at me right now. I can see him laughing at me. I don't even have a ponytail to put it up. The struggles right now of Hannah Newhouse. But, uh, you're getting your face. Yeah, I don't have that issue. Uh, Ty Gibbs picked up the win of the Toyota 200. Uh, while you're fixing your hair, I'll run down the top five. Michael Self was second. Brett Holmes third. Jesse Love fourth. Taylor Gray rounded out the top five. And now we'll run down the championship standings of those three divisions that you mentioned earlier. Uh, the Arkham Menard Series, I believe, has three events to go. Michael Self is back on top of the standings after a couple of good runs at Bristol and Winchester. By three points over Brett Holmes, Haley Deegan, a distant back in third, 60 back. They're back in action this Saturday in Memphis. The East Series scored points on Thursday night in Bristol. That means Sam Mayer adds to his championship point lead over Ty Gibbs and Nick Sanchez. 26 points separate the top two. They have one race left, October 10th, a couple of weeks at Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola, Florida for their championship. And then the Sioux Chief Showdown also raced Thursday night at the Bristol Motor Speedway, scored points for that division as well. Sam Mayer with the win adds to his lead. Now six over Ty Gibbs, 18 back to Michael Self. They have one race left this weekend in Memphis. So. It's crazy to think that their season, sorry, the dog just walked up. At one point a chicken might show up here too, who knows. Uh, 
It's crazy to think that their season's almost over, though, because the NASCAR Pinty Series seems like they started theirs just a few weeks ago, and now their season is over. We'll have Jason Hathaway here on in just a moment to talk about that. Uh, three races, though, Kyle, three race weekends, yep. all double headers. that was the NASCAR Pinty Series schedule. I think his worst race was ninth. He won at least one race at each of the three racetracks, Sunset, Flamborough, and Jucasa won what was dubbed the Pinty's Fan Cave Challenge, not an official NASCAR Pinty's Championship, uh, but the six-race uh, six event schedule uh, got a lot of cars. About 16, 18 cars started each event. Jason Hathaway, as you mentioned, won by 13 points over Kevin Lacroix, 24 to DJ Kennington. So we'll talk to Jason about uh, the season and, and, and what they had to do to get ready for it and just everything that happened behind the scenes with NASCAR in, in trying to at least get some track time for these NASCAR Pinty's teams this season with everything that's going on. Yeah, looking forward to talking to Jason and how they were able to make it work. So we'll take a quick break and dial him up here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. You were going 40 miles an hour. This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. The NASCAR Pinty Series shortened and now has concluded, and we're joined by Pinty's driver Jason Hathaway here, who was deemed what we can say is the champion of the three-weekend season here for you. First off, Jason, thanks for taking some time out of your day to come here on Coast to Coast and hang out with us. Yeah, cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's definitely it was a shortened season for sure, but we got some racing in, so that was cool. And let's talk about that. Abbreviated weekends, uh, you ran three weekends, all pretty much in a row, double headers each of those. What does that toll take on a team to uh, have cars prepared for double headers like that? And then again, pretty much three weekends in a row. Yeah, it was busy. Once we got started, we had a long summer. We had most of the summer off, and then once we got started, it kind of went full, uh, full on. But uh, we decided to bring four teams to the uh, to the each race, which was a lot more hectic than really we really needed or wanted. But uh, it was a lot of fun. It uh, allowed allowed us to expand our our uh, camp and, and just kind of show the the race cars that we uh, we provide to uh, not only myself but others as well. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun, action packed. That's for sure. 
got to be thankful uh, for everything that's going on. I, I mean, I know at one point we weren't even sure if you guys were going to have a season up there. You got to be thankful to, for what NASCAR and, and the series officials up there um, were able to put together in a fairly short amount of time at three different racetracks. Yeah, it was good. I mean, uh, you know, like everywhere else, it's kind of a weird deal having no fans or nobody involved, just some racers. And luckily, we got some television partners with TSN and RDS up here that we're, we're able to put on a show for and, and uh, bring our corporate sponsors awareness and, and uh, for, for what we do. So that was cool. And, and you know what, it's it's a bit of a, you know, all along throughout the, you know, May, September, you know, May and, and, and June and everywhere, everybody was wondering what we were going to do and when we were going to go and if we were going to go. So it was good that uh, the uh, run NASCAR, uh, you know, obviously south of the border than, than NASCAR Canada were able to work together and put a short little schedule together. And uh, I don't know, we still call it, a, we were racing for a championship. They called it a championship. So we'll, you know, nobody took any time off and nobody got lazy. That's for sure. Everybody, all the top teams tested and built new cars and everything else had new equipment. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, we were just going out there for fun. And you said it there, uh, we had a lot of time off leading up to those three weekends of racing. What did you guys do during that off time? Did you feel prepared when the race season finally fired back up? Uh, or do you almost feel like everyone else that you always could have had more time to fix something else or build something else? Yeah, we stayed pretty busy. I mean, we had, you know, on my cars and, and Brett Taylor, my teammate, we had his cars done, you know, both of our cars done pretty early, but then we started testing. We, you know, we tested all three tracks we raced at. So that got busy, you know, testing is just as much work as racing. So, um, and then we brought on uh, Connor James uh, as a third team and then Dexter Stacey's a fourth team. So we tested with each of them too. So it, uh, we didn't have much time off really per se, it just allowed us more preparation, you know, more preparation time than, than just going to the racetrack. But uh, we built a barn at my place in the winter time or the summertime during the summer and spent a little time with the kids too. So that was kind of, kind of great that we could do that during this whole pandemic as well. You might have just mentioned uh, some of it, and my, my next question for you is going to be about the consistency. Uh, outside of a ninth-place finish in race number one at Sunset, I believe you are on the podium in all five of the other races, picking up a win, at least one win at each of the three racetracks. I mean, what was the biggest key to that? Was it that testing that you did prior to the start of the season? Yeah, I think so. I think testing helped um... – you know, helped quite a bit when we unloaded, we had short practice. I think we only had half hour, I think it was 30 minute practice with a 10 minute break. So we had 20 minutes of practice. So, I mean, hit, we kind of unloaded right off the trailer, you know, the way we tested and we were pretty quick at every racetrack, but um, we, uh, that ninth place finish was actually supposed to be a win until we kind of got in a bit of a punch up with uh, Lacroix there at the end there. But that was, that was fun. I mean, it, he and I were battled hard through this whole series and even last year, I mean, he had a great oval program last year. So did I, um, you know, Kennington as well and some of the guys. So it's, you know, without Andrew Ranger there this year, we kind of left an open void for, for a guy that won four races last year, kind of left an open void for somebody else to start winning. And that being said, I mean, I know it's only September, but looking forward to potentially the 2021 season, not knowing really what it's going to hold, could we expect to see you have multiple cars again as part of your team? Or was this just something that some of these short track drivers really took advantage of, of having a shot in an abbreviated season? Uh, I can see us having at least two teams for sure. Um, possibly three, you know, uh, Dexter Stacey, he's run some Xfinity down South and he's ran with us before in the Pinty series. So he, he's interested in running the whole series up in Canada here again. Um, and Brett Taylor as well. He, he's from Calgary. He's a Western Canada guy and, and he's uh, wanting to run the whole thing again. And hopefully myself, if, uh, you know, we can keep our sponsorship with Kubota and Fast Eddie and Chaco, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we can put a program together and come out and have some more fun next year. So we, hopefully we get back to it 
you know, 13 race schedule or even maybe more 14 or 15. It's kind of, it's kind of opened up the, our eyes a little bit up here with kind of what we did by going to a racetrack, you know, essentially we rented the NASCAR, rented the racetrack, put on a show and, and with TSN and RDS having television, you know, and maybe some live streaming along the way. There's no, really no reason why we couldn't maybe expand the schedule a little bit. I, I feel we, it's kind of a shortened season. We travel quite a bit in Canada, but, but it's kind of a shortened season with only 13 races. So um, my opinion is we need probably more like 15. So when we go to the corporate partners that, you know, we can, we can, uh, you know, help justify our, our expense a little more uh, for what the, the dollars they're spending. So, but we'll see how that goes. That's up to NASCAR and I can only kind of voice my opinion as, as a, as a champion. Yeah. That's something we talk about every year is, you know, with the modified start in, in March, the, the, what was K&N or now ARCA East and West, they're underway in February, March, April. Pinty Series usually doesn't start till what, the last weekend in May at mm -hmm. uh, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park usually, and they wrap up in early September, uh, mid-September. It's already a short season, and, and this was much shorter uh, than usual, obviously, because of the pandemic. Three tracks this year, Jason. Um, what track did you miss the most from the schedule that wasn't included in, in your three weekends? Uh, what track did I miss the most? Riverside International Speedway in Nova Scotia and adding an ish, but uh, it actually wasn't on the schedule this year. So I've been fighting for that ever since they took it off. So, um, but uh, definitely Canadian Tire Motorsports Park's always fun uh, road racing. Toronto Indy's a great racetrack, downtown Toronto. I mean, you can't ask for a better facility and better setting and, and, and uh, the downtown Toronto to race in. So um, those are always fun. And then the Western trip, the guys always like crew, they like going out West. It's, you know, a week long deal and a couple races there. And, and um, that's probably an area where we could expand maybe on our way out to Edmonton or, or Saskatoon. Maybe we can hit another track on the way, maybe Winnipeg or something like that. Anyways, it's, you know, try to make that, uh, that track a little bit, uh, a little bit more than just two races, maybe possibly three, but uh it's a neat little series up here in Canada. It's uh, anybody ever has a chance to come up and run. It's, it's a tough deal. It's, it's not easy. I know the Canadian tire race is always one that Kyle and I look forward to uh, going up there and getting to cover the trucks as well. And I say this every time, some of your guys' race fans are the most intense race fans that I have ever been around. And I, I grew up in short track racing. I've been through dirt track racing, but the Canadian race fans that were up there for those weekends are by far some of my favorites. So not having that, you know, like you'd mentioned this season um, at the racetrack, what was the atmosphere like? We've been to races, Kyle, where they're, they're not allowing race fans in and it's almost become normal to us anymore, but being there and, and the environment that comes with it, what was it like for you guys, you know, being at the racetrack without fans? Yeah, it was, um, I don't know, it was weird. You get, you, you know, just looking up in the stands at the start of the race, there's nobody there and, and you're kind of looking around, you're kind of looking in front of you. It almost, I don't know, it almost feels like maybe, I don't know, like a way back in the day when I used to race street stock or something, it was like kind of, you know, you, you kind of look at the cars in front of you and you don't really look in the stands because you're just starting out and you're kind of afraid. But um, I don't know, it's weird. Even when you get out, the only person yelling in the stands is your spotter. And so, you know, you got one fan, but you paid for him to come in. So, but uh <laughs> I don't know. It's the whole deal's weird. I mean, it's not just in racing, it's everywhere. I mean, did you ever think you'd be putting a mask on to get a haircut? I mean, it's the whole deal is weird, but um, it's what we got to do. And um, you know, Canada's doing a great job on keeping everybody safe and keeping our numbers down and so on. So uh, it's um, hopefully we get back to normal next year. I don't know. It's uh, they're starting to cancel things way out in the, you know, January, February now. So that's a little bit scary, but uh, we just got to keep doing what we're doing keep everybody safe 
I, uh, I love the fans up there. I remember going to the circuit Gilles Villeneuve for the first time. Awesome. And you would get there at 9 o'clock in the morning, and the Pinty series would start around 10, 10.30, leading into the Xfinity race later in the afternoon. And the place was jammed. I mean, the grandstands were packed. Andrew Ranger, or Andrew Ranger, yeah. is like the hero up there in Canada. I mean, when, when he came around under the pace laps, the place would go nuts. So yeah. it's fun. Um, Final question for you. Uh, you mentioned a lot of the tracks up there in in Canada, possibly trying to get back on the schedule in 2021. The last couple of years, you guys have run here down in the States at New Hampshire Motor Speedway up in Loudoun, New Hampshire. Do you see any more opportunity like that to, to maybe have some crossover to, to come down into the States if the budget allows and if the scheduling allows? Yeah, I mean, that was a great event. I mean, everybody loved uh, everybody loved it from the series side. I'm actually not even sure why we why we didn't have it on the schedule this year, what the reasoning was. But, um, you know, I think it's a good opportunity to, to cross over and, and run both sides of the border. Um, I mean, that, that New Hampshire race paid well for us. You know, um, it's always the exchange rate that us Canadians are worried about. But, uh, you know, it paid well for the, for the prize money there and, and 100 laps straight, no tires. I mean, it was a good little, a good, a good race and a lot of fun too. And the guys, you know, like working out of the garage and so on too. We thought we were rock stars for the weekend, but um, it's, uh, I would definitely look at it. Watkins Glen's another one that's kind of close yeah. to the border and road course. We have lots of road racers in our series. And, and um, I mean, I would honestly, right now, after this season, the way we put the schedule together, I would keep every opportunity open to look at and view and, you know, shoot around maybe some different ideas. So uh, no different than NASCAR is doing down South right now, looking at different opportunities and open new markets in different areas. And did you ever think the all-star race would be in Texas? Good point. Absolutely. <laughs> At this point, it could be Texas with dirt. We don't even know. What's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Keep the Ferris wheel. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, Jason, again, thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with us today. And again, congratulations on, uh, on a good season. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Kyle. Again, that is Jason Hathaway with the NASCAR Pinty Series uh, finishing up their season. When we return, though, we've got your Wheel and Engineering Short Track Spotlight of the Week. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Each and every week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, Whelan Engineering gives us the opportunity to spotlight one of NASCAR's short tracks across the country or internationally. And this week, in light of talking to the NASCAR Pinty Series driver, Jason Hathaway, we've got Jacasa Motor Speedway. It's a one-kilometer oval near Cayuga, Ontario, Canada. It's Canada's largest oval racetrack. It was then known as Cayuga International Speedway, opened in 1966 as a half-mile D-shaped dirt oval that was paved the following year when Bob Slack purchased the track. 
The track has held a variety of different racing groups, including the ASA, CASCAR, NASCAR Pinty Series, and the American Canadian Tire or American Canadian Tour, NASCAR Bush North, Hooters Pro Cup, USAC, and International Supermodified Association. In March of 2014, photos surfaced on Lost Speedway's Facebook page showing the speedway in a state of severe disrepair. In 2014 of May, in May of 2014, <laughs> the track was sold to a local businessman, Ken Hill and Jerry Montour of the Six Nations of the Grand River. New paving started in new November of 2016, but after walls had been poured, plans for the track were the same size, but with progressive banking in the corners. It was announced in December of 2016 that the track would re reopen on August 26th and 27th of 2017, renamed Jocasa Motor Speedway. The APC United Late Model Series headlined its reopening weekend. This year, three months after the 2020 NASCAR Pinty Series was originally set to begin, a special six-race schedule, the Pinty Series Fan Cave Challenge, kicked off on August 15th and ended on September 12th at Jocasa with Jason Hathaway claiming this year's championship. Again, that is Jacasa Motor Speedway, this week's Wheelan Engineering Short Track Spotlight of the Week. Wheelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Schedule changes continue to happen, Kyle, and it never seems to fail that it is the modified series. Once again, another schedule change, uh, cancellation for them this up and coming weekend. Yeah, uh, well, uh, they were supposed to go to Riverhead like three times this year already, and all have been postponed or canceled. Uh, the folks at the Riverhead Raceway on Long Island in New York were trying to get an event in in mid-October, I think the week after the World Series, which means they would have crowned the champion at the Riverhead Raceway, which is kind of smart as well. But um, unfortunately, because of the COVID uh, regulations and the continued restrictions, that that event has officially been canceled. Uh, NASCAR announcing that earlier this week. There will be two events remaining on the 2020 calendar, and that is Stafford this weekend, the Napa Auto Parts 150, and the World Series of Speedway Racing at the Thompson Speedway on October 11th. So uh, those are the only two events. It doesn't sound like they're going to try to make up uh, any more races. I know there was some talk about maybe going up to White Mountain for a third time this year, or maybe some of the other short tracks up in northern New England, but it looks like we're just going to settle this at Stafford and Thompson the next uh, couple of weeks. And speaking of Stafford, we usually talk about, you know, our regular modified drivers at Stafford. Um, and we usually talk about Max McLaughlin when it comes to ARCA East and ARCA Menard series. But he's yeah. done it before. He's teaming back up again 
with, uh, I believe, Keith Rocco, correct, to go run yet another modified race up there? I'm going to run with Gary Putnam okay. uh, this coming week. we will make his debut. He was supposed to make his modified debut earlier this year, I believe, at the South Boston Speedway in Virginia. Uh, that was also canceled. So he's going to try it again here this weekend at the Stafford Motor Speedway, uh, again with a car owned by Gary Putnam, part of what is the gro uh, ever-growing field of cars on that entry list for this Saturday's race. And of course, Max has had a big week, fresh off a third place finish, driving for Hattoria uh, Racing at the Bristol Motor Speedway in the Bushes Beans 200. Well, the Arca Menard Series and the Arca East has been busy over the last couple months. Uh, one of the first really to fire back off, and they've just stayed consistently busy and traveling. Uh, they're headed to Memphis, though, this up and coming weekend. The Arca Menards East Series is returning there. And uh, a lot of our crew in the Motor Racing Network headed out west to Las Vegas where the Arkham Menard Series West will have an event as well. Yeah, the West Series will open uh, up a busy race weekend at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway Complex at the Bull Ring. Uh, back at that racetrack, uh, I believe they opened their season there earlier this year, if memory serves me right. So um, going to be a, a great way to open the weekend there at the Bull Ring, just outside of turns one and two of the big racetrack. And then you mentioned Arca East at Memphis, uh, tight point battle there between Michael Self and Brett Holmes for the National Series Championship, and then um, the Sioux Chief Showdown. Also, this is the 10th and final race of the uh, year for them. Sam Mayer has a six-point lead over Ty Gibbs. It is hard to keep all four of the series straight now, um, but East actually has one race left. It's not at Memphis. It's at Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola, Florida on October 10th. So need a spreadsheet, and I had a spreadsheet at one point. And then COVID hit, and now my spreadsheet just went to, yep. went to crash. So. Yep. I get well, it. that said, we will have a lot to talk about next week with more short track racing on tap, as well as the Arc Menard Series racing in multiple different places. So we will talk short track racing with you guys next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Ricky and producers Craig Moore. We will talk to you guys next week. You've been listening to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.